Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of The Best Messes, where we'll talk about all things pregnancy and parenthood. On this episode, we'll introduce ourselves a little, and then we'll talk about our first birth story. First things first, my name is Matt, and my co-host over here, his name is Susie. Uh, I'm her husband, and so I'm, I'm a dad of two beautiful girls. Uh, I work full-time, I love to read, and I'll be 30 in a couple weeks. Uh, how about you, Susie? Like you said, my name is Susie. I'm Matt's wife, and I'm a stay-at-home mom to our two daughters now. I've been a stay-at-home mom for almost two years. Um, let's see. It's crazy that it's been that long. Yes. It feels like you started working at home because of the pandemic, I maybe March or April of 2020. Yeah. And with that, I guess we'll just jump in. So this is our firstborn's birth story, and long story short, we had planned a natural, unmedicated birth at a birthing center that ended up in an unplanned, unwanted C-section. So that's the short version of the birth story. I think it bears saying that, like, the first, the fact that you didn't get the birth that you wanted was pretty hard. Like, I know you're happy that, you know, you your our baby's healthy and everything, and in the end, everything turned out okay, but, um, you know, it's still not what you wanted. And that was disappointing. So I feel like before we really get into, like, the actual birth, I feel like there's some things that happened in your pregnancy that are relevant to know for what happened during birth. Um, so, like, you experienced morning sickness from hell. Um, I mean, I guess it was worse on the second, on your second pregnancy, but <laughs> it was still like mind blowing and really, it was difficult for me to watch. I can't imagine how hard it was for you to go through it. What was the, what was the morning sickness like? Out of every issue or pain or that, I, that I had or discomfort that the morning sickness was the most unwanted, annoying pregnancy symptom i hate throwing up that's completely valid i think (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think everyone hates throwing up there were times when i was worried about it it may not be a a good a, a pretty like analogy to think of a baby or as as a fetus as a parasite but like what i heard was like if the mom, the pregnant mom is unable to like get enough nutrition from eating and drinking and everything, then that baby, that baby will still get what they need. So where do they get it? It, I, I kind of thought of it as like, is this baby leaching vital nutrients from your body? And is it like going to give you osteoporosis and like make your bones really brittle because it needs calcium to grow (laughs) or you know, extend that to whatever nutrients they need. But like, it was just so scary because like there were times when there were times when you were nauseous that like you couldn't eat for, I, I might be mixing the two pregnancies, but like, it felt like there were days, like entire days when you couldn't eat a single thing without throwing it up. Unless maybe it was like a a single cracker or something. Yeah. And then it escalated to later on in pregnancy where I couldn't even drink water. <laughs> yeah. That, so. That was something. 
you were working for all of the time that you had morning sickness. So like, I so was you... working the whole, the whole time I was pregnant with our first. Oh, that's right. Oh wow, yeah. I have. I guess I just got so used to you not working to take care of our kids that I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you worked all the way through. Wow. Yes, I was working while I was having morning sickness, and I had morning sickness for, I think, like 10 10 to 12 weeks, I think, because I remember it started when I was, like, five weeks and six days. I remember that because your mom had asked, like, do you have any morning sickness? Are you throwing up? Like, do you feel nauseous? Like, asking me if I was, like, how I was feeling. And I remember I was like, no, I feel great. And then literally the next day, it's it all began. You jinxed it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you just should have knocked on wood. <laughs> Why didn't you knock on wood? Come on. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I worked all... The whole time I was pregnant and I remember I would throw up at work. Yeah, I remember you, you had to leave the desk to throw up. Yeah, there was one time where it's still the funniest thing ever. Somebody was checking out and they, of course, wanted a receipt for whatever reason. And I was working in the morning. And in the morning, people always check out and... Usually you can just leave without getting a printed receipt. And this one person wanted their receipt printed out, like a physical copy of it, even though they get it on their email. And that's when I was starting to feel bad. And our computers are, of course, slow, like so slow. Every time you would, you have to do like 10 steps just to print out the receipt. And in each step, the computer would freeze. So then I would just be standing there like, sorry, our computers are so slow. Sorry, I'm still waiting for the computer. And then just for them to get a printed copy that they're probably going to throw away. So I was just standing there waiting for the computer to load the receipt for me to print it. And I was already feeling nauseous, but not bad enough that I need to throw up. And then right as soon as I click the print button. It hit me that I was going to throw up. So I just looked at the guy and I was like, I'm so sorry, I don't feel good. And then ran away. <laughs> at this point, were you afraid that like, you wouldn't make it? Like, How urgent was yes, this? Yes, I was running to the bathroom. And I remember like, I was so cold on the last door and I gagged. <laughs> like, I made like the motion or whatever it's called the noise the yeah the motion to like throw up and I was like oh no it's about to like all come out here in <laughs> in the break room that's so whew. that must have been really funny or weird <laughs> for that guy maybe funny to look back on yeah too. but man I cannot yeah because I went to go throw up and when you're away from the desk, you have to carry a phone in case you get phone calls so you can answer them. And I just remember the phone was ringing. I was not picking it up because I'm over here throwing up, trying to wash my mouth out. And I don't know, like maybe like five minutes had passed. 
like from me leaving the desk to like being done and like cleaning up and prepping myself to like go back out and I finally go back to the desk and the guy is still there standing there waiting for his receipt what the hell (laughs) yeah and the whole time I'm thinking whatever I mean I'm just gonna see that someone's standing at the desk and they're gonna come out and help the guy because like I'm not going out there and nobody went to the desk wow and literally like two managers were like a foot not a foot away like i don't i'm horrible with distance but like across the room like helping out during the um breakfast hour so they could see they're in the same room they're in the same visual yes wow so i remember i walked out there and one of the managers was out there and i was just like staring at them like this dude just waited five minutes there's no way that no manager didn't see the guy but yeah, he waited his whole five minutes just to get a printer receipt. And he was like, well, I hope you feel better. <laughs> like, I don't, I didn't think to tell him, like, I'm pregnant. I just went to go throw up. Like, I was just like, I'm so sorry about that. And he's like, oh, it's okay. I hope you feel better. <laughs> and then uh, after he left, I was like, I probably should have told him that I'm pregnant. And now he probably thinks that I'm, like, sick and contagious. Right. <laughs> wow. I just imagine him thinking like, I can't, no, I can't even imagine. Is he thinking that like you're lying or like you're some sketchy employee that just doesn't want to work right now. So you just dip out. (laughs) Or is he thinking like, is she sick? Should I take a step back? (laughs) Probably that because I literally left the desk in a panic. I was like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like I didn't even say like, I'm going to be sick. Like I just said, I'm so sorry. And then bolted out of there. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. So yeah, so I had morning sickness for the first 12 weeks or something. Would throw up every single morning and then I will feel fine for the rest of the day. Until I was 20 weeks or maybe like 21 or something weeks. And then that's when more issues started happening. That was pancreatitis at that point, right? I think so. We don't know for sure, but I think so. Because the pain was the exact same amount of pain but yeah so we went to i don't know if it was the er or if it was just like i think it was wasn't it wasn't it the the hospital that ended up disregarding you basically Mm -hmm. yeah that was Was the ER. er yeah so yeah so we went to the er and nothing was done and i was just told it was heartburn almost nothing was done like they just put up a fetal heart rate monitor on her belly and then tested what was it your urine yeah just my urine tested your urine and they just let you sit there alone in a room for like i don't know an hour maybe and the 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 urine results didn't show anything and they didn't bother like checking anything else they just said oh no nothing here so this must just be normal this must just be normal pregnancy symptoms we'll just send her home yep which, like, I kind of understand if it's a mild pain or something, or something that's even, like, because you're not even in the in the third trimester yet at this point. You're just 20 weeks pregnant. You're halfway there, and, like, that's when you, like, start started showing more, but, you're you know, you're still not huge to where your body's all sorts of twisted out of shape and, like, your spine is dying. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know. It, later on when you ended up going to the hospital, they ended up 
doing a lot more testing and they saw I don't remember was it blood work that what they saw it on? They ended up seeing a number that was really high in your blood work and that told them that you had pancreatitis and that you would basically need surgery before I mean during pregnancy and afterwards. So like the sur- surgery during pregnancy, you actually went under with anesthesia, it went like asleep <laughs> and they ended up like you know they were monitoring the baby's heart rate and everything but i got to say that was terrifying for me i was just sitting in the sitting in the waiting room for like a, an hour I, how long i can't remember i, was I don't in the know i was asleep for like yeah <laughs> good point good point i was sitting in the waiting room for maybe i don't know it 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 seemed like hours in my head but looking back it it might have only been like 1 hour maybe 2 hours but it it seemed like it was all damn day Because I'm over here, like, anesthesia does pass through to the baby. And my wife is asleep. Understandable, you know, she's an adult and everything. But this is a... How far along were you at this point, the surgery point? I was 35 weeks. 35 exactly. 35 weeks. So a premature baby inside of you. And this premature baby inside of you is getting some serious medicine passed through to them. That isn't even intended for them and i'm just over here like is she gonna wake up with a dead baby all the way all 35 weeks the morning sickness the the pancreatitis and all this like normal pregnancy discomfort like think your organs shifting around and gaining weight or like was all this just for nothing am i gonna have my heart broken are we gonna have our heart broken hearts broken thankfully none of that happened after the surgery, you came to, you woke up, and they saw that you were starting to dilate. <laughs> so you got, and so 35 weeks, you're dilating, and you, they checked you. Do you remember how far, how far you were when they checked you? I think they just said at a one, and they wanted to wait and to check me again like an hour or something to see if I if it was actually like if I was progressing like because I was having contractions so they wanted to know if they wanted to know if those contractions were actually doing something or if they were just like I don't know I guess false and I wasn't progressing or something I don't know but so they checked me again in an hour and this time I was at a two so I was progressing so they ended up giving me a shot to stop the contraction, to stop progressing labor. I might be wrong, but our, afterwards our midwife said they think that they gave you this medicine. I, I think that it was just magnesium. I think they gave you magnesium to make it stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then just had pancreatitis surgery, a shot to stop contractions the next day, and then the next day after that i think i was sent home all swollen and yeah i was told to be on bed rest for a week so i didn't go to work for a week i told them you know i need to be on bed rest for a week and then i can go back to work until baby comes and then on the last day was it the last day of it or the day that you were supposed to return the it was on the sixth day and on the sixth day of that bed rest week you end up your water breaks at yep. seven in the morning mm-hmm. yeah so that was a hectic 
morning. A hectic first, like, 30 minutes or an hour. So I remember, yeah, I remember, like, waking up and I went to go use the bathroom at, like, 6.55 or, like, 57 or something. And I remember having, like, lower back pain. And I just assume it was from being on bed rest for a whole week, basically. And just pregnancy pain, discomfort. So I just dismissed it. And I was like, okay, it's just normal pregnancy pain and bed rest pain. So I'm just going to go back to bed because it's 7 in the morning. I want to sleep in. <laughs> like, I think, I'll, yeah, because I'm, I'm in bed rest, so I'm off. I don't have to wake up early. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm just going to go back to bed. And then as soon as I go in bed and get all comfy and cozy, I hear a click. And then, like, a gush of fluid. It sounded... It sounded like... Like, um, like, I don't know, like... Like when you crack your knuckles underwater, like it's a very like soft sound. You know, like usually like if you crack your knuckles, like they're sometimes like very loud, but if you put it underwater, like it gets softened, like the noise. So it sounded exactly like that, like underwater, like cracking something. And then I felt that like gush of fluid. And then I remember I, like, immediately, like, what is this motion called? Like, I, like, jerked you. Like, I sh- I shook you. I, like, shook you awake. Or I shook you to wake you up. And I was, like, as soon as you woke up, or at least, like, as soon as you, like, got up, like, half your body to, like, look at me, I I was, like, my water just broke. And you were, like... Are you joking? <laughs> yeah, I to- totally didn't believe you. <laughs> yeah, because I think maybe like days or weeks before I had seen a video of somebody like the whole like my water broke prank thing on YouTube. And I think I remember telling you, like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to prank you like this. So you're not going to know when I'm going to do it. Yeah, I totally thought you were just pranking me or that. I don't know that maybe you were just misunderstood. No, I didn't really think that you misunderstood. I, I just, I thought you were just pranking me. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, so you, I think you had, you were out of bed when you were like, are you joking? Or maybe you had just sat up and said like, are you joking? And then as soon as I said, no, my water broke. I think that's when you like realized I wasn't joking. And then you like, got up to do something i don't know like i don't know if it was just like to come to my side or something but then i got up and then that's when you saw that like my water did break because i was still leaking because when your water breaks it just doesn't all come out at once like you continue to leak fluid until the baby comes out so yeah so i went to the bathroom to like sit on the toilet instead of like dripping fluid everywhere and I remember I told you like while we're getting ready 
you know, like, I need you to pull all the sheets off our bed because there was fluid on them and put them in the washer. Like, we'll have somebody come and put them in the dryer or something. And then, like, go feed our dog. Like, take him outside and, like, we're going to be there for days. And while you were doing that, I was, like, panicking. And I was like, I need to call everybody. So I called my mom. I texted my sister. Or no, I think I texted my mom and sister. My mom called me. And I was just like, yeah, my water broke this morning. Like, we're gonna, we're getting ready to go to the hospital, blah, 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 blah. And she was just like, okay, like, I'll, you know, I'll start leaving work. Wait a minute. I don't remember that. She said that she was just going to be leaving work before we even get to the hospital to be there with us the entire the entire time? Yeah, when I called her, she was like, okay, I'm going to go tell the manager that I need to leave. So they probably left, like, around the same time that we left because I remember when we were in triage, my mom came in before I had IVs in. Like, she came into, like, the first room when, when they said it was going to be a C-section. So... Yeah, they ended up leaving probably around the same time that we left. Wow. So, yeah, and then all that panicking and trying to get everything ready and to go. I didn't even call my work to tell them, like, hey, actually, I'm not coming back in two days. (laughs) Right. And, like, I'm having the baby, but we all worked at the same place, so... My managers knew what was going on, so. I always wonder when things like that happen. Like, does your work believe you? Or do they think you're just trying to get away with something? Because <laughs> that was like, ad- admittedly, that was some really convenient timing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to maximize the amount of time you had to not work. Yeah. Especially like always like calling in sick or leaving work early from the pancreatitis pain. In the morning sickness. Yeah. That was, I don't know if I ever told you this, but like when they did like my one year review of working there, mm-hmm. like the yearly reviews, they have like, they print out like a sheet and it was like of your performance and they type out notes and whatever. And like part of that is like your attendance and like how many days you've missed. Like, because of sickness or you just, like, no call, no shows or whatever. And I remember, like, the manager was, like, the GM. And he was, like, this is how many days you've missed. Like, I think he wrote it down, like, on a sticky note and put it on top of the paper. And he was, like, this is how many days you've missed. And the, like, or, like, called in or whatever. And then he goes, like, but I'm not going to count those against you. Oh, wow. That so was really I, had, not, like, I was expecting this to go a very different route. No. Yeah, I was like, as soon as I saw that number, like, I don't even, like, it was like 20 plus or something. And I, a certain number of, like, calling in and, like, missing work, even if you have an excuse, like, you have to have, like, verbal warnings or a written warning or, like, whatever like before you're fired or something so i saw that number and i was like oh no i'm about to get like a write-up or something and he said like i'm not gonna count those against you you know like 
like we're not like we're not counting any days. So literally like zero. As if I had missed as if I had missed zero days of work. That's crazy. They like cuz some of those I'm sure you you missed for legitimate. I mean anything that you miss for pregnancy is legitimate. I I meant like non surely there were some non-pregnancy absences. Like maybe you got sick or whatever you have sick days and sometimes you just you know you want to have a mental health friday or something <laughs> like they're they didn't count any of them none weird i mean good i mean nice for the i was really generous of them hm. yeah i wow. was like i wanted to cry because <laughs> i was like oh thank goodness wow but yeah so that was a small good thing in pregnancy while working. But yeah, so anyway. So yeah, so we arrive at the hospital and we or I guess whenever like my water broke, we were trying to hurry to go to the hospital because we knew it was going to be a C section. And you know, like we obviously knew this because she was breached the whole pregnancy. Which, I guess, if nobody knows what that means, that just means that the baby's head is up instead of down to, like, come out through your birth canal. So, so yeah, so she was breached the whole pregnancy, so I just, we immediately knew that she, that it was going to be a C-section, and we wanted to get there as soon as possible because we didn't know if, how fast I was going to dilate or she was going to be born in the car or something like um so we got there or we left an hour after my water broke so we left at like eight and I remember telling like thinking like it's going to be a c-section who knows how long that takes or like how long that's going to take until everything's done and we're going to be there for days so you need to get food. So I told you, okay, like on the way there, we need, we need to get you food. Cause I don't know if the, the hospital food's going to be gross. I don't know if you're even going to be allowed to have food. Um, so like, let's get you food before going to the hospital. And I knew that I couldn't eat cause it was going to be a C-section. So I was just like, okay, let's go get you food. And on this amazing Sunday morning, <laughs> which also worked out perfectly because you didn't have to call in for work because it was a Sunday, Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah, so we left home and went to the first McDonald's that we saw on our way there. And I remember, like, you pulling in and my contractions had started to, like, happen, like, start. Because I didn't have any single contraction while at home. So while pulling into the McDonald's, my contraction started. And I was just thinking, man, I should just tell him, sorry, no food for you. Because these are painful. But I was like, no, no, like he needs food. Like I just need to suck it up for these whatever minutes because the line was long. So yeah. So we got you food after waiting whatever minutes in the long Sunday morning line. 
I don't I still don't understand why a McDonald's is busy on a Sunday morning. A weekday morning? Sure. But a Sunday morning? I mean, I know some people work on Sundays, but like Saturdays and Sundays are the days where there's like very little traffic mm-hmm. at least at least here. Yeah. Hmm. Who knows? Um but yeah, like this this trip to McDonald's is aside from like the the special moments of like where you know our our daughter came out of and, and like I first saw her and like all, aside from all those special moments like the thing that I remember the most is this McDonald's trip because it was like it so first off when when we pulled in the line is huge and we're like we're already kind of rushing to the hospital and we're like damn <laughs> we're going to be here for like at least 15 minutes maybe 20 maybe more of it if they're slow and uh and then like we look at the sky or like halfway through ordering or maybe like yeah like about maybe halfway through ordering or something we we see the sky and the clouds look like there's about to be some torrential downpour where like this the rain or the the clouds just look like the ocean was about to drop on us <laughs> or like there's going to be a tornado. I mean, it didn't actually look like a tornado, but it just looked like a serious storm, a serious thunderstorm with crazy winds. And and like, I, for some reason, I thought that it would be really cool to take a picture of that moment to take a picture of the clouds and like to be like and this is what the sky looked like on the way to the hospital the day you were born and so like i stopped after getting our food i stopped took a couple of pictures and <laughs> and as i'm taking pictures i've got an iphone and like i had live photos on or the live is it live photos or live pictures just the same thing I don't know. I had that live photo feature on where it like takes like a one second video for each picture, basically. And like in the if you play it in the background, you can hear you say something like, come on, we don't have time for this. We got to get to the hospital or something like that. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I took like, I don't know, like three pictures or something. But yeah, I guess your <laughs> I guess your contractions were starting to like get to you <laughs> and you're just seeing me. Like staying still when we're trying to rush to the hospital, <laughs> taking pictures of the freaking sky. What? Yeah, I remember I was definitely annoying because I was like, I was already getting being in pain, pulling into the McDonald's, and now after whatever minutes long, we're leaving, and now you're deciding to stop in the middle of the road to take <laughs> pictures. Like, come on, let's go. We're going to end up having this baby in the car. <laughs> yeah. Good thing that didn't happen. Um, yeah, I was just like, come on, like, hurry up or whatever. So, yeah, that car ride was definitely miserable for me. Something about how you're sitting, I guess, just makes it ten times worse. The contractions. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, when we get to... We get to the highway, and then that's... I don't know if it started raining before we got on the highway, like at the stoplights. Maybe a little bit. at the highway, but 
either way, we were on the highway, and that's when it was already either it had just started or, um, or it was already storming like crazy, but it was raining so much that we couldn't even go the speed limit. So that highway had a speed limit of 40, of 60, sorry. It had a speed limit of 60, but we could only go like 30 to 40, depending on the wind and the, it, like the part of the road that we were on. So and like this hospital trip for us on, with no traffic, no, and, and perfect weather normally takes us maybe 30 minutes, about 30 minutes roughly. Yeah, and then now we're going, like, half the speed limit. <laughs> so, I mean, that was after we had done a good chunk of it, so it wouldn't take a full hour, but I don't know. It, it maybe took us, like, 45 minutes or something like that. What? Oh, the whole trip. Yeah, the whole trip. I thought you were talking about 45 minutes from the highway. I was like, what? Oh, like, <laughs> it's no. From the highway, it's just, like, like, 10 minutes, and we're there already. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I remember... Like asking, <laughs> I thought you were about to throw up. Fuck again? No, I just uh just coughed. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, we're driving in the on the highway, and I remember I I was getting so desperate because of the pain, and I was like, "You can't go any faster." Hell no! I was hydroplaning if yeah. I went any faster. But yeah. So anyway, we get there. I walked in. Yeah, because we parked. Honestly, we car- we parked kind of far. Like, we didn't park close because those, like, maternity spots weren't open. Oh, right. And I remember, like, I had a whole hand towel in my pants because I was still leaking fluid. Dude, I don't remember that. Yeah, I, had, I put that there, like, before we left because I was like... Hmm. I'm still leaking. Like, what am I going to do? I don't want to get this in the car. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I just, for some reason, didn't think about it. Yeah, I remember, no, like, we walked in and just told them my water broke. She's breech. I'm here. (laughs) Well, like, it was kind of frustrating for me because, like, after all this time of, like, you know, we, we spent time at mcdonald's i wasted time taking pictures <laughs> like an idiot the, the highway we were going half the speed limit for the weather for the rain and then when we get there we tell them your water broke which is supposed to make your pregnancy happen or your your labor and delivery happen faster after that so like i'm kind of thinking like damn this baby could be here any second or something and we get there tell them our, your water broke and then they're just like all right, take a seat here, and what's your name, height, weight, date of birth? Just, I mean, I understand they have to get all that, but, like, can't you get it once you're in a bed <laughs> and make sure that, like, you're set up for birth before, like, what if they, ha- what if that happened, what if the baby comes, I was thinking, what if the baby comes while they're, like, <laughs> measuring your weight? <laughs> <laughs> and the baby comes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, I was irritated by that, too. Because, one, I had just been there basically last week. Nothing has changed in a week. Yeah. 
So I was like, she, this seriously can't wait until like after, like I'm in pain. But yeah, we get checked in and then we're in a room, which apparently was triage. And since we were supposed to be doing a, a birth center birth, um, since our hospital had the birth center inside the hospital, we had our midwives or a, the head midwife, I think she was like the head midwife of the birthplace, come and like ask questions. And I was like, well, she's still breech. And she just said, like, did you feel her, like, move or, like, turn when your water broke? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I felt a big movement, but I don't know what what a baby flipping inside you feels like. I don't even know how she is right now. So she was like, okay, like, we're just going to do an ultrasound, make sure that she actually is still breech. And, yeah, we'll see. So they do an ultrasound. And she is still breech, head up. And they were like, yep, like, it's going to be a C-section. And we, like, we'll get everything started or whatever. So they end up just, or I don't know if this, if they ended up, like, checking me before the ultrasound or after. But they ended up checking to see, like, how much I was dilated to. I was dilated to, what they say first, like a five or four. I think it was four at first. Yeah, because the last time they checked you, you were a five. So maybe I was a three or four. Yeah, three or four. Yeah. Because you started at two from the surgery a week prior or six days prior, I guess. Yeah, so they checked me. And then after that, we started to get everything ready. We're getting IVs in. We're getting... You are getting the scrubs or whatever they're called, like the surgery. Like the typical like C-section outfit <laughs> that yeah, like full body scrub. I had like a a front only poncho. I don't know what you really call that. Like a like a kitchen apron, except covered everything from like my neck down to my arms to my uh probably down to my knees too. Like it was, it was pretty damn big mm-hmm. apron, <laughs> uh, or like a poncho with my back exposed. Oh, actually, was it like a hospital robe, but scrub version? I think it might have been. I mean, it that might be a better way to describe it. But in like a mask that we're now all oh so familiar with. Uh, <laughs> this was in 2019. Er, yeah, 2019. So we didn't. This was pre-pandemic. Um, let's see. They had. Did I wear gloves? I don't remember. I don't think I did. Okay. I just felt like I was full I suited. I don't know if you wore a hairnet, but I did. I had to wear the mask and the hairnet. So we get to the operating room, and from there, it was just super quick and fast. Spinal block or epidural, whatever they use, gets put in. And whatever minutes later, they cut me open and she's out. 10.25 a.m. She had so much hair. She had so much hair matted down on her head. We recorded it and 
we should have because we were planning on a a birth center birth we weren't really very prepared for a c-section so we didn't really think through how we would record it we we knew we wanted it recorded but we didn't think ahead of how we would record in an operating room so we didn't have like a tripod we didn't have someone designated to hold the thing the phone for us like a, a midwife or whatever and i'm like very like in the moment and like kind of anxious about not kind of i was anxious about what's going on like this is a, a c-section is a major surgery uh not just let alone the fact that i'm about, about to be a dad in the next hour uh and for the first time and and like the way i was recording i i was recording with my my phone to the side and then halfway through for some reason i thought it'd be a good idea to rotate my phone i i don't know why but like the throughout i basically just tainted the entire video of the birth where if if you watch the first 20 minutes of the c-section with it right side up then you'll see her come out and for the first time upside down because i flipped the phone or vice versa if you watch the first bit upside down you're not going to get to see anything because it's upside down, but then you'll see her come out right side up. I'm so frustrated that I ruined that video. I didn't, I basically ruined that video. I'll never like be able to look at that and be like, and feel good about it. It's not even that bad. Eh, it bugged me. So what I'm trying to say is we should have thought that through. Yeah, we prepared, or we prepared ourselves and planned for having a natural birth, not a C-section. If anything, like, the whole pregnancy, I was, I had the mindset that, like, I wouldn't have a C-section, that I can't have a C-section. That you would will it to be. And, like, well, no, it was just, like... Like that's not possible. Like the high the the young kid mindset of STDs. Like I can't get one. Yeah, that happens to other people, not mm-hmm. me. Hmm. And then also, just my mom would always be like, "You better not have a C-section. If everybody's getting C-sections nowadays. You better not have one." And I would be like, "Oh, I don't want one. No, I'm not having one." So I was the whole pregnancy. I was like, "I better not have a C-section." So yeah, we didn't prepare for a C-section. And even when I was the whatever, 36, no, the 34, I don't know, whatever weeks pregnant and she was still breached and we got the, the version scheduled to try and flip her head down, I was still in that like mindset like, nope, like I'm not going to have a C-section. Like, I'm going to make it to term, and we're going to flip this baby, and I'm going to have my natural birth. I I think probably felt like that, because, like, everyone the entire time, from the beginning to the end, kept saying things like, oh, there's still time. The baby will flip. They, They flip all the time. Like, but, yeah, they were breached the entire pregnancy, from the very first ultrasound to the moment that they were born. Every single time we got eyes on them, they were breached. Yeah. 
you were doing all these things like bouncing on the ball with a heating pad and an ice pack elsewhere and just like walking and chiropractor yeah acupuncture yep spinning babies yeah i mean like you're given all these tools and all this reassurance <laughs> i think it's only natural to think that that would happen or yeah. wouldn't ha- to think that they would flip yeah, but she didn't. <laughs> yeah, hence the C-section. So, when they came out, what was that moment like for you? I don't remember. <laughs> At all? No, I just remember immediately crying. Hmm. Was it, like, Happy cries, anxious cries, like upset that you didn't get the cries. birth wanted. Happy, yeah, from seeing her. But like, I don't remember like what I was feeling or what I was thinking or anything. I remember thinking, I for some reason I felt I immediately felt so small. I was just like, how am I gonna do this? I was excited and I loved her. Like I, I, I knew I felt like this new kind of love that I'd never felt before. But like I think I don't think I've told you this. Like I felt so uncertain of my ability to do this right. I'm like never in my life have I had such a responsibility that like my action today might permanently mess up this kid if I do it wrong. <laughs> And I was just like, so I'm an anxious person. So (laughs) it just, I don't know. It, it, I felt that, and I was kind of overwhelmed with that for maybe like 10 or 15 seconds or so. I don't know, something short, but still enough for me to, to recognize that I was feeling it. And like, it didn't ruin the moment for me, but I was still definitely like, I, what I expected was it to be like the movies. I expected it to be like instant fall in love, instant just like I don't know, feel different. Like I'm no longer who I was. Now I am dad <laughs> or something, and just like I don't know, it take over. But I was just anxious for the first ten or fifteen seconds. Um, but yeah, like a- after I got past that, like I. I started feeling like this love that I had never like really felt before and like still nervous, but not the same, <laughs> just a healthy level of nervous after that. But then they, I I know that it was very important for you to have our baby have to have her like placed on you right after she came out and they didn't do that. And they like took her away from you basically like across the room where you couldn't even see details very well I feel like it, it was a good distance and then like you're basically strapped down your legs were strapped down to the table because you had an epidural and your insides are cut open <laughs> and I mean you can't just go over you can't walk over there and I can so I, I walked over there and like to spend to see to get to know our little girl for the first time and and I'm just over here, like, I, I felt so, so torn. 
because like I knew I knew that you didn't want this birth, this type of birth. You didn't like you're not getting the things that you wanted in your birth experience and I am like I I'm, I get to spend the time with her when you didn't when you don't and like it just felt like the person that carried her for 9 months or I guess 8 months should be the one to like hold her first. And that just didn't happen and that didn't it didn't feel fair that I got to stand there and you didn't. What was going through your head? Nothing cuz I was uncomfortable. I was like immediately after I was nauseous and throwing up. That was a a really uncomfortable <laughs> like moment. I guess for both of us. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I really like processed what all happened in the operating room until like after and honestly like even days, weeks, years later. And then or after stitching you back up, uh, I don't know, maybe it took like five or seven minutes or something. Uh, after they stitched you up, they started wheeling you back to like the, what's the room? Triage? I guess. What was was it? it that room? I thought it was the original triage room. Yeah, yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sent you back to the triage, or they sent us back to the triage room and I'm carrying the baby. No, and- I was holding her. What? Did I give her to you right before they wheeled you? I don't know. Because I know that... I don't know who gave her her to me, but I I carried her to the room. But she was, like, all bundled up. Okay. So, I was holding her... I know that I was holding her up until, like, they pushed you out of the room. Because I remember them pushing your bed, and I was carrying her. And I was just kind of like, am I really going to, like... I mean, I love holding her and everything, but, like, you deserve your chance to hold her early after her coming out. And, like, am I really going to be holding this baby all the way that walk back to the triage room? Like, there's no reason for her to not hold her. And then, I guess, yeah, at some point I did end up getting her to you. I don't know if that was, like, me or someone told me to, but, um, or, like, said it was okay to. But, yeah. Then we get to triage back to triage to like you know bond with her and try breastfeeding for the first you you try breastfeeding for the first time how'd that go great yeah she She latched on (laughs) yeah she latched on immediately no issues now you both killed it (laughs) it was uncomfortable at first and they always ask you these stupid questions i feel like, is it painful for the first latch? Or are you having contractions? As a first-time mom, how do you know that? Like, most of the time, nobody knows what a contraction feels like. The first time you breastfeed, it is painful because nobody's sucking on your nipple that hard and for that long. So, like, yes, it's uncomfortable, but it's bearable. Is it just like overstimulation kind of feeling or like? I don't know. <laughs> I'm so used to it by now. I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, we spent a little bit of time. I don't know how long it really was. Maybe like an hour in that room alone. 
I think it was maybe like one to two max. One to two hours. So at this point, all of our family, all of our like immediate family had been, or families, had been waiting at the hospital for, I don't know, maybe an hour, two hours, depending on which person you're talking about. And I'm getting like text messages and about like, can I, can we come up and see the baby yet? Can we see you guys? And I felt really pressured to like ask you about it. Like I, I should have just let it just be us for longer. Cause especially because you didn't get that initial time to hold, to, to do skin to skin. Uh, but for some reason I felt pressured and, uh, you know, I asked you and you said, no, give us more time, give it more time. And I asked again, I don't know how long later, five minutes, 10 minutes later, whatever, whatever it was. And eventually you ended up, I'm assuming feeling pressured and <laughs> just like I was. And then like you caved and we're like, yeah, just bring him up. And they came up and that was probably the start of, well, I guess that's not for me to say. It's probably for you better to say. Do you feel like that was the start of like what caused what we thought might have been postpartum depression? I think so. I think everything with the birth and, and yeah, just after the birth, what everything happened, I feel like that caused all the issues which i don't know like how much we want to get into it i feel like that should probably be another thing yeah um so the family comes up you know we all everyone holds her and we talk about it we show bits of the video the birth video to a few people no no that was in the other room no yeah, I mean, I showed them bits of the video when we were in the other room. Not the triage, but the room where we, like, stayed for nights. When was that? I don't know. <laughs> I remember you ever being on your phone, like, look at this. Yeah, I remember specifically showing your mom and sister. My mom and sister didn't even want to see this birth video. What makes you think that they were wanting to see a C-section birth video? They watched a bit of it. Maybe it was just the moment that she was pulled out. I don't remember, but I showed people. Anyway, after everyone came up and everything, when did they give the give her the first bath? Was that before they came or after? I don't know. I just remember one of the nurses came in and marked it off. I feel like it was before our family came up, but uh, I, I don't know. After. Whatever. Is there anything else you want to talk about the birth? Anything about the hospital stay? For three days or whatever it was. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Never doing that again. Yeah. If I have to, I'll definitely be requesting for nurses to not be coming in and out of the room. I had no sleep the whole entire time that we were there. I probably got like three hours or something. Mm. Maybe six. Like two hours a night or something. Like you got more sleep than I did. Well, I still get more sleep than you do. <laughs> but yeah, you like you're recovering from this huge surgery. You're you have to be awake for all the breastfeeding moments whenever the baby wakes up. You have to be awake for every time the nurse a nurse comes in every like 2 hours or something 
something ridiculously frequent. You gotta be up for every time you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, probably just like once or something, but still. Like, yeah, like... <laughs> I really don't understand why they felt like, why they feel like they needed to come in. Like, there wasn't really any... You didn't have any complication. I mean, I know the baby was breached, but like you didn't have any real complication of like from within a normal C-section. Everything went fine. So why were they like? <laughs> you just and plus you're on monitors. Like they know, they know from across the hallway that your heart rate is this, your oxygen levels are this. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I I would, I wouldn't if I could avoid it. I know it's not my birth, but if I could avoid it, I would never have you go to another hospital birth ever again. Definitely not C-section, but like our second baby, you'll find out next episode, was born in our living room and it was miles better. It was so much more intimate and just uh, night and day, completely night and day. Anyway, um, yeah, that that's our... I think that's our birth story. Is there anything after? That's everything? Everything. Just some postpartum talk and that's it. Yeah, I feel like this birth story was much shorter because there wasn't really much laboring going on. It was just horrible pregnancy. Bam, water break. Bam, she's out. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all. If you or anyone you know might be interested in our show, if you could share our show with them, it would mean a lot to us. Also, if you have any feedback or can think of a topic you'd like to hear about, you can email us at thebestmesses at gmail.com. That's it for this episode of The Best Messes. And thanks again for listening, and we'll, we'll see, see you next mess. mess.